All right. I have no idea what happened. Um, I tried to open the other window to see your show notes, which apparently I can't. <laughs> oh, that should work out great. That's a no-no. So you're, you're going to have to feed me the show notes while we're doing this. <laughs> no problem. All right. All right. So uh, let's go ahead. And, uh... Hi, everyone. As you can tell by the smooth transition into the show, this is new. Welcome to episode 24 of the Second is for Everyone podcast, where we welcome all people, regardless of race, gender, political party, sexual orientation, or background, to learn about your Second Amendment civil rights and the many facets of firearms ownership. Sean and I are here, and we're using the app Anchor to actually record this show because, well, we're kind of busy. <laughs> and getting together really right. late at night just kills both of us because we both wake up early in the morning. So we're trying this out for size and hopefully you guys like it. What do you think so far, Sean? Uh, I've, I've used it for a couple of episodes of, of my stuff so far and it's, it seems to be working pretty well. I've gotten pretty positive feedback from my listeners with, uh, with the stuff I do through black bag resources, which is obviously very small because I'm just starting that out too. And, and, yeah, like you said, there's going to be some growing pains, right? We're learning to use a new system here and, and how to how to make it all jive together. So bear with us if it's not perfect in the beginning, but we're going to get this thing rolling along and, and deliver the 2A4E podcast on multiple fl- platforms. Um, the Facebook Live video is fun because it's interactive. This is also interactive. When you listen to this on the Anchor app, you have your applause button so you can give us feedback about what you like that way. Uh, and you can also leave us voicemails. So you can respond to this podcast. It's not live while we're doing it, but you can respond to that podcast and we can share that with the, uh, with the audience as well. So take advantage of that. Hopefully if you're listening to this, you'll, uh, you'll download the app and create an account too. Yeah. We're also going to break this down per segment. Hopefully it's between five and 10 minutes. Um, that way you can listen to it on your way to work. You can break the episodes down, part one, part two, part three. And we're just doing it according to our, um, following our own, um, format. Format. Yeah. So it's going to be, you know, the first part ends with legislation. Then you can log back in and, you know, listen to the gear whore episode, mad minute training concept, that kind of thing. So we broke it down so you could actually bail out and then come back in and not actually have to listen to a whole half an hour until we get to the part where you dropped out. Uh, so this is just interesting. Uh, had a lot going on. Had a lot going on this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny part is had so much going on, kind of forgot what I had going on. But that's just me and how I roll. What about you, Sean? Um, I, I had to take a step back a little bit. Um, I'm doing some behind-the-scenes stuff with the business. I'm putting a new inventory system in, and I got to thank uh, my brother Jimmy and our good friend Angelo for, for helping me get that up and up and running. Um, and hopefully that improves my efficiency with the retail side of black bag resources. So, um, that's, that's kind of what I was burrowed into and then took a little bit of family time too, because, uh, it, it had been about two and a half weeks since I had seen the boys or this really cute girl that lives in my house named April. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking there might there might be an opportunity for romance there if I play my cards right. Yeah, 
Chloroform works wonders, bro. Chloroform works wonders. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, romance, yeah, whatever. Um, right, yeah. yeah wow. <laughs> we know how you got her in the first place, dude. And she was like, I'm here, I might as well stay now. <laughs> he said he wasn't going to untie me, untie me until I married him. Listen, her favorite movie was Beauty and the Beast. Someone laid that foundation for me long before I showed up. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, because it's true. I uh, I had my uh, the ultimate two-way experience weekend. <laughs> I had a lot going on. Uh, we had uh, the nationwide Second Amendment rally that you probably haven't heard of because, you know, the mainstream media didn't pay any attention to 50 state capitals having Second Amendment rallies. And I was at the one in Trenton, and I got to speak, which was awesome. I got to have a lot of people out there. The draw wasn't as big, and I'll discuss that later, but it wasn't as big as the rally that happened in May, which is fine. It's what it is. Wonderful day out, sun shining, really warm, and I guess people had other things to do. So that was cool, though. I got to speak at that. I got to meet a lot more people. I got to walk around shaking hands and people coming up to me, and I thought that was awesome. That was Saturday. Sunday, I'd met Charlotte Swift. She's come to the diversity shoots before. She's with the Hudson Valley Friends of the NRA, and they were actually getting protested by just someone who decided, it's seemingly someone who decided that the NRA just shouldn't be able, allowed to have dinners. I guess if you're an NR, you shouldn't eat. Anyway, having no clue. Not so much anti-gun as anti-food, apparently. Obviously. And having no they're, they're against that goes to the community. They're against uh, fancy dinners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're against family fancy dinners. They're against um, helping women out with defensive uh, classes. They uh, women's safety. Women's safety. Children doing archery and summer camps. That's what the Friends of the NRA dinner pays for. It's not anything that the actual NRA does. But, of course, that made no difference to about 50 annoying people in New York who decided to line the highway and uh, bunch up by the light and take pictures of everyone that came in of their license plate numbers, license plates, mm-hmm. and then posted it on Facebook and then harassed That's, uh, Charlotte at her home. Well, and this is the funny thing. Those people are there and they're doing those things and the person organizing it. Right. So, so she ended up with a sign on her lawn, like an anti-gun, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, and of course it's black and red and, and, you know, poorly drawn and, and looked like, you know, dollar store markers were used to make it whatever. That's meant to be intimidating. And I'll let you address the parallels there, but, um, you know, but then they say, oh, well, we have no idea. You know, the the, the protesters, uh, the person organizing the protest then claims we have no idea how that could have possibly happened. Really? You stood in front of the place photographing people as they were coming and going, basically doing hostile surveillance. And you have no idea how someone took threatening action after that? No clue. No clue how that, that doesn't pass the sniff test for one second. Yeah. So anyway, they were outside, they were doing their thing, and they boasted it. I'm just looking at it like, you do understand, you're trying to intimidate me. My entire speech was about the connection between gun control and racism. I'm like, this is old hat, this is not new. A bunch of Democrats that want to disarm black people 
threatening to come to your house at night to terrorize you. Man, this goes back to post Civil War. Right. Do you stop it? But, but tell me, tell me again how you know the party switched at some point, and you know that's that's not the Democrat way anymore. Yeah. Except you're doing the exact same thing you did. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the uniforms change, and it's not white hoods anymore. Maybe they're wearing something. Well, that that's what makes me laugh. They're wearing yoga pants and Mom's Demand t-shirts. Um, there you go. It just it just makes me laugh listening to them going, it's not the same. And I'm like, do you understand? It's the same song being sung by a different artist. I don't care what your motivation is behind it. It's the same actions. It's the same words. <laughs> You're trying to intimidate me and disarm me. Well, why would I allow myself to be disarmed? What's I'm over here cracking myself up because you said they're wearing Mom's Demand t-shirts and yoga pants. And all I could think was... What are the women wearing? <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it yeah. was what it was, man. Um, that's what happened. That was Sunday. I went to the dinner. It was awesome. They usually have around 300 people at those dinners. They'd gotten a bigger venue um, at the Hilton in um, Pearl River, New York. Nice. So they actually upgraded. Yeah, they upgraded. They got a bigger venue, and they put the tickets on sale. They have 500 tickets on sale they had 500 t- people buy out immediately those tickets and another 200 inquiries about whether they had more tickets available you gotta love blowback right mm-hmm. when when the anti come out and all that does is bolster our side like it, it really is a symbiotic relationship because when when we don't have people attacking us we get to say avoid come out when somebody takes a cheap shot like that yep. Here, hey i saw the pictures and like it, it looked like a really good time i saw you were there right all dressed up, all fancied up mm-hmm. right uh, anthony calandro was there you know because he's he's good for for supporting anything and everything he can um and it was either john Ligori or one of his army of clones <laughs> Because I'm convinced that John Liguori has has cloned himself because I like I'm pretty sure I've seen pictures of of concurrent events that are all over the place happening at the same time and he's at all of them. He's at all of them. Yeah. Uh, John John was there. Uh he was all spiffy in his camouflage dress clothes, which was hilarious. <laughs> um it was great. Uh or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Um, he had uh, we had three tables of jersey in the place. It was sixty dollars a ticket. Uh, these people came up just to support Hudson Valley Friends of the NRA. So you had ladies from the Saw Group. You had um, dang, wow, brain freezing on how who was there. Uh, Linda was there. Our friend Linda. I don't know how to pronounce Linda's last name. It starts with a D. I think it's Darling or Darling. Anyway. We'll just call her Linda Darling because she is. Yeah, she is. And she support us and everything we do. She shows up at events. She was great. She was there. Uh, Bernadette from Saw, she was there. And um, it was just really a great event. And it was a bunch of friendship. Uh, I did not know the president of Hudson Valley, uh, uh, Friends of the NRA, came over and welcomed me personally. It wasn't hard to find me. I was the only black guy in the room that didn't work there. Uh, he came over and thanked me personally for having them come to our last diversity shoot. 
and speak about what was going on with them. And I thought that was awesome. And then um, I thought that was the end of it. And he said, well, give me one of your cards. So I did. Mm-hmm. He goes up as the event's going and introduces me to the room and has me stand up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and talked about what we do in Jersey or, or what, yeah, what we do in Jersey and how long we, oh, man, you can't make you famous. <laughs> I was like, what the frick? I just came, you know, hopefully eat some rubbery chicken and keep it moving. And by the way, the chicken was not rubbery. <laughs> uh, we had beef short ribs and salmon. Nice. It was uh, good food and a bunch of new friends. I met a lot of uh, people for the New York area that I might end up doing work with. I got a Grange up there that actually wants to run something. And within New York law, we can run stuff with long arms. We can't do pistols, but we could do long arms. So I'm like, okay. So we'll look into that. So New York might be on a 2019 schedule for people that want to know. And I got something else I'll talk to you behind the scene. It's kind of mind-blowing, but I got to make some phone calls. All right, so that happens. Right. That happens Sunday. I know it's getting kind of long. But uh, then Monday, uh, the New Jersey Senate Safety Committee had to vote on the six or seven new bills, anti-civil rights bills that they're passing along. So I went there to testify, and I got to witness Anthony Calandro ripping the Senate a new one, which was awesome. It was like the coolest three minutes ever. He pretty much, yeah, he he just laid it for him and went there. Short of like turning around and pulling his pants down and telling him to kiss his butt, uh, he he just knocked them in the dirt. And there's there's no coming back from that. And you notice they didn't want to ask any questions when he was done. They wanted that man to leave that room so bad. Yeah. Yeah, so you said what you said, and now we're all real uncomfortable. Yep, it's real uncomfortable right now. So that's what happened there. Hey, Sean, you think we should cut this off here at the 15 or 14 minute mark and uh, go into the next yeah. episode? All right, guys, we'll kick off the next segment momentarily. All right, yep, and again, yep, I think that was that. That's all I did, and we can talk about stuff when we come back. So thanks for listening. Hopefully, I'll see you back for the next segment. And we're back. <laughs> hey bud we're gotta see uh it said it's loading or doing something so hopefully we don't lose this first segment i put in the notify me when it's done so we'll see what happens all right everyone uh we're gonna go into this is episode 24 of the second is for everyone podcast and we're talking about legislation this segment so, of course, we know the legislation that passed through the New Jersey Senate Monday. Uh, excuse me, the Senate Safety Committee. They had to vote on it. After yeah, they vote on like it. Poop through a goose. Oh, it passed so fast. It just, it's vile and disgusting. Um, a lot of things are just bullcrap. And people don't understand because they only read headlines. So, anyway, here's what's happening the first bill is uh, the 10-round magazine capacity. Everyone knows that's stupid. It would be dependent upon, one, it makes somehow a difference if 10 rounds are used. If that's the only person in the room with a gun, he's going to win the gunfight because it's not a gunfight. It's a shooting. Well, my whole uh, thing that's, how do you how do you ask for a 10-round magazine capacity restriction in a state that already has 
a 15 round magazine capacity restriction without first admitting that your 15 round capacity restriction and thereby any magazine capacity restriction does nothing and is entirely ineffective, ineffectual, and a complete and total waste of time. You don't, you never say it, you never have to answer for it because it's not even true. Now, I know a handsome fellow that did a uh, speech that tells you the root of gun control (laughs) and why it doesn't make any sense. It's all based on blatant racism. How about it? Done. It never had to make sense. It was based in this country on blatant racism, but it just works to disarm and disenfranchise any people you want it done to. That's it. All right. What was the next next one? Oh, the next bill is the suspension of your gun rights. Um, it was about seizing your firearms with no due process. God, so that's 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 not just an attack on your Second Amendment rights. That's an attack on your Fourth Amendment rights. You know, uh-huh. lawful search and seizure. Um, yeah. yeah, good times. Swell. <sighs> All right, now this is this is a great one too. The next one is allows the suspension. I can name them, I guess. Okay, S160. Not that anybody remembers, but it's there. If you want to see it, go to CNJFO's Facebook page. Go to ANJRPC's Facebook page, which is the Association of New Jersey Pistol and Rifle Club uh, Clubs. You can Google it, and it's all there. But allow suspension of your gun rights is what S160 does. By unaccountable health professionals. That pretty much means anyone that's called a professional from your marriage counselor to anybody else can say that you're a risk. And I'm talking about social workers, nurses, candy and, get your, yep. and then you get your guns forfeited. So they said it. So your social, a social worker who ends up to be your sister-in-law who never likes guns in the first place, say your problem because you said, I don't know, I could kill Tom Brady because he's the sports ball and he makes your team lose at sports ball. <laughs> yeah, I like doing it. It takes away any rhyme or reason. And so, anybody for any reason can, can have your property confiscated. Here's, here's the worst part after your property gets confiscated, they sell it. And the state money. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, you know that one? Yeah. They can sell it, and the state keeps the money. Good luck so, with that. So total asset forfeiture with no due process. Yes, and you've committed no crime. They just think you're unsafe with a firearm, so they can take it. They can sell your freaking gun, and you're out of luck. Now... Here's the problem. People only read headlines. Well, why are these gun people against having someone unstable having their guns taken away? One, because who says they're unstable? You don't have it. It's not done by a doctor. It's not done by a court. They said it. It must be true. We're taking your guns. And then we're going to sell your guns. And you can't get your guns back. And you don't get the money for your guns because we sold them and we kept it. So that's what's happening. Wow. That's yeah, that, that yeah. last part about selling it and not even compensating you is just. Oh, but here's the thing. It's not new. 
Scott Bach spoke up and said, we've been trying to get you people to change the language of this since 2012, and no one would do it. Why is that? Yeah. So, of course, no one would answer. Because they're stealing your stuff. All right, move on. S2376. Um, it kills self-defense. It, it cements New Jersey's unconstitutional, justifiable need carry permit standard into a statute that prevents most law-abiding citizens from ever exercising that right. Because it has to be a verifiable threat. It has to be John Smith tried to kill me today. Y'all need to kill John Smith because John Smith said he's coming back to kill me tomorrow. Right. Yeah. It, uh, and again, here's, yeah. here's, here's the crux of the disingenuous statements that the anti-gunners make. We want everyone to have a background check. Well, I passed your background check. Now I get my carry permit, right? Nobody should have a carry permit. Well, I just passed the background check. Why can't I have the carry permit? There, there's no reason to it. It's just constant blocking at every opportunity. There, oh, it's a rhyme and reason. Any way to get in your way is, is what the game is at the moment. Yep. Um, and my thing, whatever, you tell people this and they don't listen. So when you break it all down and go this, 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 their eyes glaze over because they're used to sound bites. You're talking whole sentences and you're making their head hurt. Their favorite pretty talking head from the TV network told them that you're an evil person and they're not going to input the fact that they've known you for 10, 20, 15 years right. or the fact that you can't be an evil person because you haven't stabbed them in the neck for saying stupid anti-gun stuff to you because supposedly you're a monster and you take insults well, but you're a monster that takes insults well that can't wait to murder children with your AR-15s. Right. It makes no sense. All right. S-2245 bans <laughs> ammunition that's already federally banned. It bans 5-7 armor piercing. We're putting it on double secret probation. Yep. Next. It's just dumb. It's just stupid. All right. But they write it up and they get it put in as uh, and the newspapers co are complicit. Armor, it, it's bans armor piercing ammo. Yeah, okay, whatever. But they leave it like that, not that it's already banned. Uh, 20, S2374, backgrounds check on sales that already require background checks. Yeah, it, it somehow closes a loophole that doesn't exist because, again, people are stupid. It mandates background checks on private sales of firearms that already require background check under state law. Do I need to do, like, the abridged version of the speech I gave at the diversity shoot last time about the background checks? If you want to, because everybody was in there, of course, obviously. All right, well, let's lay this out. In New Jersey, before you can purchase a firearm, you have to get a firearms ID card. To acquire a firearms ID card, you must have a background check. If you want a handgun, you have to get a pistol purchase permit, which means you have to get a background check. So just to get the paperwork, You've had two background checks. Then you go to the gun shop and you want to buy a gun. At the time of sale, you have to have a background check. So to get that, you had three background checks. Now, what this bill is proposing is that we do away with private transfers because we want you to have a background check. Well, to perform a private transfer in the state of New Jersey, you must have a firearms ID card or if the private transfer is for a handgun, a pistol purchase permit, which means you've already had Two background checks. Yeah, but but 
How, but you could get that pistol per, purchase permit in like 2010 and buy a pistol in 2020, right? Negative, because the pistol purchase permit is only good for 90 days, unless you get a single extension, which extends that to a total of 180 days. You're also limited to one handgun a month. So, nonsense. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're dealing with here in the state, and that also passed the Senate. All right, now, what's the uh, next one, Backridge? Oh, here we go. S-2465. What? Oh, no, that's not there yet. All right, cool. Yeah, Yeah, I almost flipped the script. Almost said some curse words on my brandy new podcast. Yeah, let's not yes. do that just yet. Yeah, so those 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 are the ones that passed. Uh, the reason the reason my voice got all high pitched and I squeaked is because what's coming up next? Now, again, I was at the Senate hearing. I spoke my piece. Good people came and said their things. Anti-gun people might as well have been reading on the script from Mom's Demand, and it was all about feelings. Again. All of these bills passed. Nothing said anything about school or student. So this was never about making anyone safer at a school or school shooting. The new, okay, so it's in the t- page 10 of the Trentonian. That was the only paper. I played a game on my uh, Instagram and my Facebook and said, I want to play a game. Anybody can beat me with this. This was on page 10 of the Trentonian. You win the game. If you can find the legislation that passed anywhere closer to the front page than page 10, nothing, no one. Still undefeated, reigning champion of a game I know that is Yep. So, what, what happened was <clears throat> I read what they wrote and I put it on my page. And again, follow me on Instagram or follow me on Facebook, and you could actually read the article. And it says, um, yeah, um, some stuff passed. It was great, blah, blah, blah. But we need to do something about these ghost guns now. Ghost guns, ghost guns, ghost guns. That You can get ghost guns. And what they want to do is criminalize any component that you can add to a firearm to build a ghost gun. What's a ghost gun, you say? Well, <laughs> their description of a ghost gun is 80% lower. But that's already illegal to build on an 80% lower in New Jersey, you cannot do it legally. Right. You can't manufacture or finish a firearm in the state of New Jersey without a manufacturer's license, which is additional licensing on top of your FFL and your New Jersey firearms dealer's license, I think. Like there's mm-hmm. like the federal firearms license that you have to have to be a firearms dealer. New Jersey has an additional permit that you have to have. Then there's an additional manufacturer's license to be allowed to manufacture a firearm that way. Where the rest of the country goes uh, for private use and you have no intention of reselling it, you know, you can't sell a firearm without a serial number. That's fine. Build your own gun, right? Enjoy your hobby. Yep. Yeah, no, not New Jersey. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to build your own firearm in New Jersey. So that's already. Again, New Jersey wants to double ban something that's already been banned. No, no, no. But what they said was. Criminalizes, yeah, the purchase, criminalizes the purchase of components. That means all gun parts will now be illegal in New Jersey to be purchased. Yep. You can't that's, order a trigger because that's for manufacturing a gun. You can't buy a barrel because yep. you can manufacture a gun. Hey, uh, you can't go to the hardware store and buy a link.
because you might homemade shotgun. So they've banned uh, all firearms parts and anything you buy from the hardware store. So that's the new proposed bill from the Senate. It hasn't come through yet. It's uh, it's S two four six five. They don't even have a text yet. It's yet to be introduced, but that's what's in the pipe. That's the best part. We want to ban stuff, and we haven't even figured out what we want to ban yet, but we want to ban something else, and we're going to try and pass this before it's even written. They don't even know how to word it, but they know they want to right. F you. <laughs> yeah, baby. We just haven't decided. Yeah. And understand. Scrooge, that's the text of the bill so far. I am so happy with this. I am so, so happy. Because here's the thing. Let's see what's next. We need something so blatant that it pulls the heads out of the butts of all these gun owners that feel that whatever happens doesn't touch them because they don't own a pistol and they don't own a semi-automatic. So if you shoot clays, if you hunt with a shotgun, if you do black powder, whatever the frig it is you do, they want to make everything you do if you order a part for your gun illegal. Your sling, a new cushioned butt stock, all firearms components. Good luck with that. That means everybody. So maybe you'll get off your butts and not go to the kids' football game or not drink a beer and watch something at a sports bar. Hey, a-holes, you're about to get hit hard. Hard. Okay. <laughs> is, is this the end of the legislation segment? That's the end of the legislation segment. Because I feel like you're spooling up for yes, I am. the Mad Minute. Mad Minute's coming up next, guys. Again, this is episode 25. Now you know me, right? <laughs> what was that? If it's morning, we got a from our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is the end of episode two of the second is episode, excuse me, episode 24. Segment two. Segment two, episode 24, right. second is for everyone podcast. See you guys in a few when you come back. <laughs> Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 24, segment three. Oh, man, I got the segments wrong. All right, I guess I got to cool back down and spool back up. The next segment on the second is for everyone podcast is Gear Whore. Hold hold. Having some technical difficulties, Tony. No problem, man. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now, sir. All right, here we go. All right, <clears throat> this is this is the third segment of the second is everyone as for everyone podcast of episode twenty four, and we're doing gear whore right now. And the gear whore segment is the Matador Arms Stinger. Matador Arms is an awesome uh, company out of Canada that we ran into while doing the kind of gear review podcast. They made an awesome Sabretooth chassis, followed by the Sabretooth 2 chassis uh, for the SKS. So when they came up with a, I'll use their words, a versatile two-component muzzle muzzle blast diverter, it's pretty pretty cool. It goes over the, it, it's a muzzle device, and uh, it meets Jersey legalities. 
But over top of that, screwed onto the top of that, is a cup. It forces the gas forward and away from the shooter, and it reduces muzzle blast and noise. And you can just screw it on top of the core that the core is like a three-chamber uh, muzzle brake. So Jersey legal. You install that, have it pinned on. Boom. Jersey legal. You can shoot the gun with just the core, just the single core. But when you screw the shell on top, all of a sudden, everybody on either side of you don't hate you no more. <laughs> <laughs> we all know how the muzzle brakes do. They're loud as I don't know what. Um, but when you screw the shell on top of it, it's quiet. Sean sells these because he's a, what are you, a distributor? Dealer. A dealer. I keep getting the word wrong. Sean's a dealer from Editor Arms. What do these costs compared to anything else? Because other companies make these. Um, they're like half or less than half compared to what other manufacturers put out. And that's, that's kind of the, the easiest way to describe it. Um, you know, the, the next closest one, I think, is 220 or $250. And I sell these, at, I think it's 90 or $99 all day long. Um, to the point, I, I can't keep them in stock. Right. They, I, I blow them out so fast because uh, word's gotten out how good they are. They work really well. They look great. Um, they're easy to install and uh, people love them. So, you know, I, I have a hard time keeping them in stock. The other thing is they have to be imported from Canada. So um, when the, the distribution center, the U.S. distribution center is out, that slows down that whole process even more. And that's the point we're at right now is I'm waiting more. I'm waiting for more to come across the border from Canada to, to get back to my greedy little hand so I can get them out to you guys. But yeah, these are, these are awesome. Um, very reasonable price. We talk about them on, uh, on my show all the time, on your show all the time. It's, it's probably one of the best things Matador makes. Yeah. I mean, they make, they make a bunch of great stuff. But this is far away one of my favorite products from Matador. And also, they come in uh, two, two, three, five, 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 six. I mean, that's one right. size, obviously. They come in three hundred eight, seven, six, two. So that's all your Correct. thirty caliber. They come in nine. Okay. And um, by the way, five, five, six, half inch by twenty-three, uh, twenty-eight. Excuse me, half inch 28. by twenty-eight. Yeah, three hundred eight, seven, six, two. It comes in five eighths by twenty-four. In nine millimeter, it comes in half by twenty-eight. And also, it comes in half by 36. So, that's thread per inch if you don't know what I'm talking about. But if you do know what I'm talking about, there it is. Um, so, they come in multiple sizes. They look cool. Again, if you go to my social media, Sean's social media, or even go to matteredorarms.com, you can pull their stinger up. But if you check out their social media, they have something called Stinger Sunday, hashtag Stinger Sunday. And people just take pictures of the stingers in, on all their bills. And they just look cool. They take it up another level without costing an arm and a leg. Um, yeah, I've got them on a bunch of stuff at this point. I put one on the, uh, you know, because I live in Pennsylvania, I, I'm allowed to have a uh, 10 and a half inch AR pistol. So I've got one on that. And let me tell you, that really makes that thing a joy to shoot. Um, I've got, I've done them on Project Counterpart that we did with Doc Schoenfeld. There's more information on that coming soon. Hopefully we can get it out to the range. Um, I've got two or three other customer builds that we're putting together and everybody wants them. 
right? Anybody that, that calls me up and goes, look, I want to build an upper, I want to build an AR-15, I got to have a Stinger. It's, it's, all the cool kids are doing it, just saying. Well, here's the funny thing. Um, Matter Arms were one of the first companies to actually send me something without charging me for it. They were like, check it out. Well, my whole thing is this. If your product sucks, I'm never going to talk about it. You don't, you don't buy my endorsement by giving me something. Sorry, it doesn't work out that way. Mainly because right. I, I'm, I'm a sellout, but I'm a high price sellout. And you're not getting <laughs> me with a gun part. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'm selling out as because, I mean, I haven't approached that number even in my mind yet. But trust me, if I do it, you'll go, man, I would have done it too. And it's probably going to be well right. above six figures. So it's not going to be a gun part. <laughs> Just like you know that right now. I'm yeah, going to be. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's a life. It's going to be a significant lifestyle change if I sell out. So, <laughs> um, anyway, the products are all good. I have some other stuff for SKS they sent me. And I'm thinking about uh, before these bills pass, even though nothing is illegal about the SKS and the Matador Arms uh, Sabretooth, I mean, even with the new bills coming, it's 100% legit. I just want to check out uh, their scout mount for, for their red dot on the SKS, so I might just change it back over to the original look just to rock that scout mount. I just want to check it out. Um, they gave it to me in the ops trail. Optics rail right now? Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I love, I love that thing, right? And, and again, because I'm in Pennsylvania, I can have detachable magazines on my SKS. That's, that's the one thing that's prohibited in New Jersey. You can't put a detachable mag, but dude... Getting that full-length optics rail on there and putting just not even a, a crazy red dot, but just a nice red dot on there, totally new experience shooting that SKS, and it is phenomenal. Yeah, I can't wait. I really want right. to put it on. All the um, stuff you talk about, like the, the better recoil impulse compared to the AK, you know, mm -hmm. the 7.62 caliber and, and all the benefits you get from that. Yep. Um, the SKS is a nice shooting rifle. Um Especially if you've got like a, a good one, mm -hmm. but being able to put a red dot on there, that's yeah. I, you know, we hate using the term game changer, but boy, it, it is an improved experience uh, with the SKS. And also, another product they make that I'm going to try out since the SKS again doesn't have a detachable magazine or a pistol grip or adjustable stock is their hammerhead uh, muzzle brake. And you pin that on yourself, right. it, it uses the front sight. So I'm looking at that. I'm going to combine those two because I want to go hog hunt. I, I actually want to try hunting just to see if it's something I could do. Uh, really. Right. I, and it's a skill set. If it's something I can do, it's a skill set I want to build upon. And if I go, oh, my God, I killed Bambi and I'll never eat meat again. Well, I, I can live with that, too. But I'm going to try it. Right. But but anyway, that's, that's what we're doing. That's what we're talking about. Uh, this stinger from Matador Arms. Um, awesome muzzle device. I suggest you get one because it's just really cool. Use it at the diversity shoot, mainly because we're shooting 5.56 five, inside and doing that with a compensator really makes people's ears bleed, especially if you're on port one by the wall. I yeah. tested this. I've tested this particular one out, this finger out, before the last diversity shoot. I went up to gun for hire. I loaded up a mag and I stood right beside the wall. Shot this gun left-handed, so it should just ricochet everything off the wall into my ear. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely no blast. So I thought it was great, um, and that's why I'm talking about it today and let you guys know about it. All right. It really does a lot to improve the experience. 
All right, now let's get on to this week's Mad Minute. I was winding up. Well, I was really winding up. Go ahead, man. What's up? Do the Mad Minute because I, I got to stop you there, and then okay. we'll come back after and and dig into it, all right? All right, you want to do another segment, break it down? Yep, we're going to break it up again. And, and all, I right, need to... all right, cool. All right, guys, Um, we'll see you back here. Segment one, two, three. Segment three will be the Mad Minute. Of episode 24. <laughs> Bye, guys. Okay, guys, to episode 24. I hope you enjoyed your Oval Team commercial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just wait till we sell, sell ads. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> this ad brought to you by Bloomberg. Oh, jeez. <laughs> hey, I told you in the last episode, I'm a sellout. You cut a check big enough. Guns are bad. Guns are bad. Guns are wrong. I'm going to keep mine, but you shouldn't have yours. Yeah, I'm going to spend all this Bloomberg money on buying more guns. (laughs) Tony's buying a compound and a belt fed. All right. Uh, (laughs) All right. Let's start talking about the Mad Minute. This week's Mad Minute. All right. (laughs) This week's Mad Minute is really something that upsets me only because it happens so much. And it's kind of sensitive, so I just want to go ahead and read it. And I think I'm being inoffensive with it, but I really want to put it out there to tell people to do this. Brace hurt inbound. It's butthurt inbound, but I'm trying to do this in the nicest way possible, only because I don't want you to be offended. And stop listening. But I kind of but I kind of don't care if you get offended because you need to stop doing this. Stop stop telling people, stop telling people why you can't show up to second amendment events. Just show the frig up. I don't want to hear it. I wish I could have been there. Look, if you aren't going to be about it, don't talk about it. I don't want to hear about the 13th event you couldn't make because your dog got sick. I'm not saying that you don't have important things to do. I don't say things don't come up. I'm cool with that. I don't say every now and again you can't make it, but every time we host a Second Amendment event, I really don't need to see the reason you can't make it this time. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because in this last event, we had the nationwide Second Amendment uh, rally that we had in Trenton. Make it even more a pain in the butt. Let's go with the first Second Amendment rally we had in Trenton this year, which was in March. It was cold. It was 20-something degrees standing under the Trenton War Memorial for everyone that spoke. Your feet froze. It was freezing. Kudos to the couple thousand people that came out and stood out there. You guys were standing in the sun, and I swear it was 10 degrees warmer where you were standing. And that's awesome that everybody came out on a Monday. They took days off to come out. They took time off to come out and speak and listen to speakers and network. And then they marched on the Capitol. Awesome. And this is what I see all over social media. Why can't they have this on a weekend? They had it on a weekend, I'd be there. Or it's too cold. Or some. Or we need to know about it. We didn't know about it early enough. Well, within a week of that happening, they had a nationwide Second Amendment event planned, and they went out all over social media again. So then we had this thing last Saturday. It was 70 freaking degrees outside. Sun was shining like, Whoa! 
it was like the spirit of George Washington was in downtown Trenton just bringing sun to you so you can come up and talk about how these people are just crapping all over the Second Amendment and the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. And what happened? Like 200, 300 people showed up. I'm sorry, but I'm tired. And, and what do we find on social media? I wish I could have been there. Oh, I was busy. Oh, I was shut up. Just shut your face. Just shut your face, mouth, and lips. I don't want to hear it. Because every time we turn around, we always have these people talking about, I wish I could have. Either do it or don't. Be a part of it. Support it. You don't have to show up at events. You can financially support events. You can send money to CNJFO, ANJRPC, NRA, um, the second is for everyone, diversity shoot. You can do it by buying stuff through Black Bag Resources. You can support the people that support us. But what you don't need to do is continually tell everybody that will listen how you would have, should have, could have been there. But your dog got a bellyache because he ate your homework and your car keys. I don't want to hear it. Show up, support it, or don't talk about it. And once or twice is fine, but if every event you have a reason can't be in there, you can't be there, you don't want to be there. Quit saying you want to be there. You don't want to be there. All right. I'm not going to compare it to if your team won some championship and how long you'd stand in line just to get the get into the game and sit in a nosebleed seat. I won't compare it to that. I won't compare it to how long you stand in line for a movie that comes out because you really wanted to see it. So you'll camp out for days for a ticket or concert or any of the other things you because it's only your rights. It's only your rights. Yeah, the new iPhone, any of that stuff. I won't talk about how you wait outside for that. I'm talking about how you get a three week notice that they'll have something going on to support your rights and rally to something you say you're interested in. And again, no one's forcing you to go to these. No one's forcing you to comment. Stop virtue signaling on the freaking internet if you'd have no intention of following through. Because just being a vir- virtue signaling is called being a douchebag. I mean, I love the new word for it. You're being a douchebag. That's a wow. Stop being a douchebag. If you're going to go, go. If you can't make it, cool. You didn't make it. Nobody was holding their damn breath waiting for you to show up. Just letting you know that. Nobody went, dang, Jack ain't here. We can't do this now. All right? So if you can't make it, that's all right. If you want to support it, if you want to kick some money to us, cool. If you want to make the next one, show up. People understand. Everyone has jobs. People have family. People have responsibility. And it's okay if you don't make this one, if you don't make the next one. But when you show up, show up with bells on, ringing, glad to be here. Love this, guys. But don't continually tell us we wish you could have been here and we never, ever see you. Because really, you just become that guy. So, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you what not to do. Stop telling us you're going to show up and don't show up. Be about it. Don't talk about it. That's the end of my mad minute. Or minutes. Or whatever. Thank you. Now I'm all mad. (laughs) You went in on that one. Yeah, the more I talked about it, the angrier I got. <laughs> I mean, even I, I can't say I blame Tony. I mean, it, it it is what it is. 
my thing is this, Sean. After four years of doing the diversity shoot, after watching people and sacrifice the many things they do just to show up at these events, and then at, at diversity shoots, these events, all of a sudden I get messages on my phone, hey, wish it could have been there. Now, it's not someone that said they were coming or someone who said they were going to volunteer or, you know, give me a reason they can't make it, which, hey, I totally get. Again, life happens. It's some random person who's right. never shown up ever at an event. It's like, well, what do you bother? Why are you bothering me? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's what that's all about. And listen, if you got your feelings hurt and you feel I was talking to you, good. Show up at the next event. <laughs> hope, hope to see you at the next event. If not, I'm, I'm going to use your line because you haven't brought it up yet. But yeah, it really comes down to you can talk about it or you can be about it. Yeah. And at some point, actions speak louder than words. Right. And I'm not saying I go to every single thing. I, I, I think I do a lot. Right. Yep. I also don't think I'm anything special. Nope. I really don't. And, and I've had this conversation with people repeatedly. We're not calling you out to make you feel bad. We're calling you out to motivate you because we need you. Right? Yeah. So if you're mad and you feel like Tony just just hurt your feelings because you you in your own heart know you haven't been doing enough, then let that motivate you to get up off your butt and do the next thing, right? Yeah. Write letters, call call uh, uh, representatives and let them know where you stand on these issues. That's great. That helps too, right? If you're not yeah. doing that, please start doing that. If you're not showing up to events and you want to be at events, please start showing up at events. But yeah, don't and don't. Oh, my turn. Don't poo-poo people's efforts, right? Don't be the naysayer. Oh, that does nothing. That's not helping. You know what you really ought to do? No. You know what you really ought to do is shut up because you're not helping. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of of people out there who claim to be pro-gun, claim to be Second Amendment advocates, claim to be civil rights people, and all they do is talk crap on everybody else's efforts. Well, this one's not doing enough. That one's not doing enough. You guys should do this. You guys should do that. If you're so freaking smart and you have all the answers, by all means, show us how it's done. Right? Yep. So, yeah, there's... Now you got my blood pressure up. Don't hurt him, Sean. Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, so with that in mind, like participate. We because we do need you. And I'm not saying like I'm not I'm not going to trash your idea either. If you want to start another New Jersey Second Amendment pro gun group tomorrow and start doing whatever it is you think should be done, by all means, go for it. Let us know what you're doing. <laughs> Chances are we're going to go great, right? Tony will invite you to speak at the, at the diversity shoots so you can get your message out because the, and this is the other one that we keep pushing, you know, Tony, I think you were the one that came up with this, but rising tides raise all ships. Yep. Right. So what's good for one group is good for all the groups, as long as we're cooperating with each other and, and all staying on target and listen, there's multiple groups for reasons, right? ANJRPC is very good at the legislative side of this fight. CNJFO is very good at the outreach part of this fight and raising awareness on justifiable need. That is their primary focus. Tony's focus is to bring everybody in regardless of what your background is. Diversity in a positive way, right? 
not just to fill a quota, but to, to reach out to, to some demographics who might be, <laughs> let's call it what it is, gun shy. Yeah. Because they've been told for decades or longer that, no, guns are bad. And they're not bad. You guys know that already. Everybody has their own part to play in the greater part of this mission. But when somebody comes in and says, well, why isn't Tony focused on working with children? <laughs> why isn't Tony focused on putting an end to justifiable need? Because other groups are doing that, right? Saw group events. They're phenomenal. We support those events. We, we do what we can. <laughs> Schedule, right? ANJRPC does their annual event up at Cherry Ridge that brings in hundreds of people. It's awesome. You know, both volunteered at that. CNJFO does picnics and barbecues and, and, you know, community events that way. Again, raise awareness about the bogus standard that is justifiable need. We've been to those things. I donate prizes to CNJFO events. You can get discounts on trading to support CNJFO. Like all of these things, it all feeds the greater machine. Yeah. But you got to participate and saying sorry i couldn't be there 300 times on facebook on every event and going and posting on every like six months down the road there's events created and you're already going oh sorry can't be there wish i could be there but can't make it sorry dude you're not helping hey could you make those on the weekend no i can't don't show up ever i'm not rescheduling for you find find something that fits in your schedule because i guarantee somebody is doing something that fits in your schedule and participate because we need you and we do need you, right? I'm not, it, this isn't bashing you. It's to motivate you. We need you. Yep. You're smart. You're helpful. You have something to add to this. You you are a resource in this, this adventure. So we need you. But please, no more just saying, sorry, I couldn't be there. Yep. Sorry. Don't want to hear it. Sorry, not sorry. I don't want to hear it. All righty. Wow. That was the man. So let's yeah, the Mad Minute is now 13.5 minutes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, hey, I guess the Mad Minute was his own segment. This little bit of butt hurt brought to you by Tony Simon and Sean Fisher. Please come back for the next section, Training Concepts, when we promise to take Sponsored you. Sponsored by <laughs> We promise to take you off again. Bye now. Come back for training concepts. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the of episode 24 of the Second Is For Everyone podcast. Awesome. This, What's the training concept this week, Tom? This week's training concept is, is the SKS using stripper clips obsolete for home defense? And then I just decided <laughs> what the heck. Is the SKS obsolete for home defense? I don't care if you use super clips or not. Um, my personal opinion is, no, it's not. Nothing is really obsolete unless it gets in its own way. A 10-round magazine and a fixed, uh, a fixed 10-round magazine is not a horrible detriment, and it only slows you down during reloads or if it malfunctions. Cool thing about SKS is, and if you take care of it and keep it clean, um, other than like a weird ammo thing I had once and actually a parts breakage, I really haven't had problems with my SKS. No. That was and, that, and that's induced. been years, right? That's been years. There's yeah. thousands of rounds through that gun since then. 
So. Yeah, thousands of rounds, and and, and thousands of rounds and very few cleans. So, <laughs> God. <laughs> so no, I mean, now I actually I've ran the SKS hard. I've ran it in actual tactical class. Oh yeah, you lose when you come to doing reloads. You better practice doing reloads. You're gonna lose rounds. You better pick your stripper clips carefully and make sure they're freaking solid. Um, and not losing rounds when you reach and grab them. Oh, it is not spectacular. The SKS is not a tier one operator type firearm. And ARs are easier to use. ARs are quicker to use, quicker to deploy, unless you're in one of the states where you have to use bullet buttons or something crazy. Now, when you get something like that, guess what? SKS pulls ahead again on pricing. If you have to have a bullet button on your AR-15, I think your SKS kind of breaks even with it at that point because you're still talking about magazine limitations and slower reloads. And I'm right. talking about a cheaper overall, cheaper overall firearm, excuse me, a less expensive overall firearm. Um, that's also military issue and well-built, again, if you got a good one. So you have 10 rounds of 7.62 by 39. We know how 7.62 by 39 works. So that's that. Um, there's no reason to even like poo-poo that. Um, overpenetration, blah, blah, blah. Okay, hey, listen. Totally agree with you. to probably overpenetrate comparatively. Now, I'm just a guy. I don't know. That's Any dictated right. by your environment, right? Overpenetration yeah. is always dictated by environment. If you are on a piece of farm property, and there's plenty of that in New Jersey, you know, it's called the Garden State for a reason. Um Wide open spaces in New Jersey where a rifle is not really going to be a problem. Over penetration. Yeah, you're going to blow a hole in the wall, but guess what? It's not really a secondary issue beyond that. Yeah, I mean, I don't. <clears throat> anytime you use a rifle in home defense, it's probably going to go through whoever you shoot because rifles stop people, pistols make people run away. <laughs> and, and it's just physics. Um, I think a good solid rifle cartridge, 30 caliber rifle cartridge will stop most disagreements immediately. Uh, they're quick because of the weight, but because of the balance, quick transitions are easy. If you have that hooded front sight, I've used that hooded front sight on my SKS, almost like you use a red dot and the big outer ring on a red dot optic, like an EOTech time the target got within the big outer ring. I, I, I pull the trigger. I pull the trigger back, hit the target, and transition to the next target. It had a 30 caliber round in it put in by, by a rifle. I hit the next target, hit that one twice, go back and give somebody seconds if anybody's still around. I feel it's a good firearm. It's not obsolete in the least bit. Are there better ones? Yeah, you can get something magazine-fed that's much better. Um, magazine-fed that's much better. Uh, with the way the stock is set up on the original SKS, you just learn to mitigate the recoil. It's easier using the uh, Sabertooth. It's a little heavier. It has inline stock when you put, put the SKS in the Sabertooth chassis, if I'm out of the arms. Uh, you can tell it's almost like firing a different rifle. But it doesn't make it obsolete in any way. I think it's really good, and what the Saber 2 chassis does is just modernize your ability to add lights, foregrips, and things like that to it. And also, you know, your favorite AR grip, your favorite AR stock. 
but even leaving in the old school wooden chassis, it gives you a sleekness, kind of like you know the skinniness and the compactness you get from a lever gun. That's right. the way I look at that. Yes. Yeah, and and you know we, I hate to say it, but in this day and age, we can't talk about using a firearm for personal defense without getting into compliance issues based on state to state variances, right? Um, uh-huh. and, and when we when we did Project Sabretooth with my SKS in Pennsylvania, where where I can have the detachable magazine, um, I showed you with very little practice how quick you can run that, and. Yep. It's, it's not much slower than an AK or an AR-15 or any other detachable mag-fed rifle, right? Now, granted, exactly. that's, that's specifics to the saber-tooth chassis, right? Because uh-huh. that, that chassis adds a magazine well, it makes mag changes incredibly easy compared to trying to change out duckbills on a standard SKS. That's much more difficult, and I found it to be much slower than, than doing it like it it really it's it's a cheap button um but you know you're still like and and i think you hit a bunch of good points you're still talking about a 30 caliber round you're still talking about 10 rounds on tap with the the standard fixed magazine um 10 rounds of 30 cal is, is a lot of hurt to put on somebody um now granted your chances are you're going to shoot that gun dry because that's just the way <laughs> that's the way self-defense goes. So hopefully you don't need to reload at that point because I I I have a different perspective of you running that in that tactical uh-huh. rifle class because I was there. Uh-huh. And I'm yeah. telling you, it it held up the rest of the class. Oh, it did. Your reloads were significantly slower than everybody else's and significantly uh, delayed the yeah. act. Right. Sloppy or not, loading from a stripper clip is slower than loading a detachable box magazine. That's yep. that's why that's why the evolution moved in that direction. Right. That's why <laughs> firearms technology changed from loading from stripper clips or M block magazines or, or any of that to detachable box magazines. That's the fastest way to do it we found. It's the easiest way to do it, it's the fastest way to do it. It's just yep. It's science. Can't you can't argue. <laughs> uh, no. Hey, listen. I, I dance. I dance with the girl I had. Uh, I dance with the one I brung. So right. I took the rifle I had to the class. And I think everyone should take the gun you have and go to a class instead of waiting until you get the perfect whatever because it's not going to happen. Or it will happen, but you've given up a chance to actually run with what you had. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, and if you can't be with the one you love, then love the one you're with. Yep, there you go. So, I mean, that's what we think about that. Oh, I was just looking real quick for SKS buttstock pouch for $26 from Strike Hard Gear. That will go on your original SKS stock. And what it is, it's um, it'll hold stripper clips on the buttstock. Right. I've been looking it holds three of them. So you got 30 rounds on tap of stripper clip right there. Plus the ammo in the gun. Yeah, plus whatever you have in the gun. And um, the license system allows for the bottom swivel on rifles like the Russian or the Yugo or the side swivels on a Norinco SKS. It accommodates left or right side mounting. And yeah, it, it's for your tactical hunting. Your hunting or tactical truck gun. Which, yeah, not Jersey. 
But I've been looking at it for years, and I'm like, I really want it. But, you know, now that I have the thing set up in the chassis it's set up in, no, but I think I might do it for uh, for the new project that I'll put the SKS through. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, we got to come up with a name for it. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Um, you think we can combine this next segment? Because it shouldn't take long. I don't think it should be all on its own. Gun yeah, culture. let's roll it. Gun, Gun culture this week. Do you need the latest self-defense ammo in your home defense rifle? Again, rifle. Or can you use the full metal jacket ammo? No, you I don't say, need the new whiz bang thing. Next. Right. <laughs> Let's wrap it up and go oh. to the next segment. Come back and <laughs> And thank you for we say it when we say it. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't believe you need it. Um, mainly because uh, the bodies that have been found by military assault weapons and the ones that are used by us that look like military style assault weapons work the same way when it puts a bullet in a bad guy. Put rounds on target. Get good at putting rounds where they need to go to stop the bad guy and it really makes no difference if it's a Hornady soft nose hunting round 5.56 you use or you know the M193 Yeah. Yeah really makes no difference if you put four of those suckers right in the center mass as fast as you can pull the trigger. Or the new X-Tac tactical tactical double tactical black tip sniper murder death kill 6,000 round <laughs> from whoever. Yeah, like that it, Here, here's the secret at self-defense ranges with a rifle most of those rounds aren't going to do anything different. Right? Yep. Um, the Probably the only exception I would make is Lehigh Defense. And they do solid copper rounds that perform very differently than anything else on the market. Um, but most people aren't spending that kind of money. I mean, it, it's just, yeah, it is what it is. But that's the one thing that's kind of stand out to me. And they don't, they don't go through a lot of marketing hoopla and whatever else. You know, they're out there and they do their thing. Um, but primarily, most of that ammunition is going to perform exactly the same. And to, to use your SKS as, as an example, um, we shot full metal jacket, soft nose, and hollow point uh, into various types of targets. And you really couldn't tell which one was doing what. There you go. So we may have to do more and shoot some ballistic gel. But yeah, I mean, like the round goes through, the round doesn't expand. You know, the hollow point doesn't explode and steal the soul of the next four generations versus the the full metal jacket just zipping through and, and not creating massive cavitation and everything else from energy transfer. So they all pretty much do the same thing. You shoot a pumpkin with a, with a, a full metal jacket or, or a hollow point, the pumpkin gets blasted to pieces. And one of the things that gets me is... Um... You just listen to these people talk about, you know, this is what I use for self-defense, and it's some expensive, expensive round. But then you ask these same experts, how many rounds should you shoot through your self-defense firearm before you feel confident enough in it to use it? And they go 200 rounds, 500 rounds. I'm like, wait a minute. We're talking a dollar, dollar fifty a round here. Are you out of your cotton picking mine? Because how, how about if I get 100 rounds into this 
ladies self-defense ammo and then you find out it kind of it doesn't work in your rifle consistently well heck i shot thousands of rounds of this freaking full metal jacket through it worked every time any jams i understand i figured out whether it was the magazine whether it was the ammo um buy, oh, buy the cheapest ammo for your freaking rifle self-defense buy a little bit better whatever anyway look you're you're on your own regardless I'm not spending your money for you, but I'll go ahead and tell you some of this stuff is a lot of marketing and people that are sponsored. They're not spending their money on that ammo either. Yeah. That's the one I got from, from my buddy, Matt. And and he asked me the question this way. He goes, what do you think of this? Good stuff or magic beans? And I'm like, yeah, magic beans. Don't, don't fall for magic beans. Right. Yeah. Put in the work with your gun, man. Put in the work with your gun. Make sure it works with what you're using it in. And if you're going to use it on a defensive firearm, make sure that sucker's clean. Make sure you know how to run it. We're done here. <laughs> so <laughs> that <laughs> What was that? You broke up, bro. That'll wrap up that segment. So let's come back and uh, we'll get into what's we'll next. We'll get into what's next and do the shout outs. All right, guys. So see you next segment. Talk to you later. Toodles. Yo! Sorry, guys. We lost the feed there. So we're back. So what I was saying was, <laughs> we'll just pick up right where we left off. Hold on. Hold on. No, I don't know if it recorded any anything. Did oh, it just no. drop off? I have no clue. It told me All it right. was done. Oh, I told you it was done? Yeah. All right. Well, let's, just, let's just dig in from fresh. April right. 22nd, Minuteman Challenge. Rimfire Challenge. Bring out your 22 Rimfire Rifle, 300 rounds of ammo. Returning champion Angelo Yacon is going to be there. He's got a season pass. He will be appearing at every single one of these events. He's already won a poker chip. He's definitely going to the championship again this year. To defend his title, uh, Armin Varjabedian also bought a season pass. He's in it to win it this season. Serious, serious competitor in, in season two of the Miniman Challenge. A couple of the other guys who came out for the AR-15, some new competitors. We've got at least five people signed up already. There's still room. We're going to do, I think, what's our cap on this? Ten, ten shooters is what we can handle. Um, so there's room if you want to register for this. Earning, there's two winners at each event. Each of them will receive a uh, Miniman Challenge poker chip. At the end of the season, we host the Miniman Challenge Chip Holder Championship. Uh, if you have one of those poker chips from winning one of the previous events, that is your invitation to attend the championship. The championship is done very differently from the other events. The The main events are all done using RE Factor Tacticals, Dead Man Hands training cards, and IQ targets. We still use those targets. The challenges change in that you are not bringing your own gun. We supply the firearms. We supply the ammunition. And it's a one-and-done uh, elimination challenge. So all the chip holders show up for that event. You get one shot to run that drill with that firearm, whatever it is. Uh, and highest time, worst score gets eliminated until it comes down to two. Last year it was Jesse Stratowski versus Angelo Yacone. Angelo pulled it out with a tenth of a second difference. Uh, in the, the final challenge, which was five rounds of 12-gauge slugs, 
from a Sega 12 semi-automatic shotgun into an eight-inch target at 15 yards as fast as you can possibly go. Uh, Jesse was a strong competitor all the way through, was, was probably one of the favorites to win the championship, and Angelo beat him out. Angelo hung in there and is, is a serious competitor in season two already, uh, and we're looking forward to seeing this. This Sunday, April 22nd, range 14, for the Minuteman Challenge, Rimfire Challenge. That's what's happening this Sunday on May 6th. How did I do? <laughs> you did great. Thanks. You did great. It was awesome. Uh, on May 6th, we're doing a Utah, Florida, a New Hampshire non-resident CCW class with Mike Wolf for Justify Force Training. We are hosting that event. Uh, where's that event being hosted, John? We're not hosting that one. Um, oh, really? A Girl and a Gun, a Girl and a Gun Lehigh Valley chapter is hosting oh. that one at the Zettelmoyer Auction House. Uh, you can find more information by reaching out to Sandra Zettelmoyer or a Girl and a Gun. Look for the Lehigh Valley chapter. Uh, that's where we're going to be. That one, so that's, that's a great opportunity because oh. Mike Wolf from Justifiable Force does a lot, right? So he, he's a Utah certified uh, non resident concealed carry permit instructor. He's going to do that one. He's going to bring the paperwork for Florida. He's going to bring the paperwork for New Hampshire. He's going to show you how to get all three of those permits. He's going to do your passport photos there. We're going to do your fingerprinting there. We're doing all of it so that when you leave, all you got to do is send your stuff in and wait for your permits to come in. You'll get all three. Um, in addition to that, Mike is also bringing the CERT laser pistol trainer tools simulator we're going to do some force on force training mike crams it, it's it's really a value-packed training opportunity i think he's got it listed at 99 dollars. go to justifiableforcetraining.com to register yep that's what's going on with that uh yeah i confused that with uh handgun what home handgun fundamentals which one was it i'm trying to pull it up right now Handgun Home Defender, which which we are hosting down at Range 14 in Fort Dix. Uh, and we're bringing Mike Wolford in. Again, laser trainers. That one has no attachment to any of the concealed carry permits. That one is a full day of force-on-force training to teach you how to operate your handgun in your home for personal defense. Right? Mike covers the legal issues of personal defense in the state of New Jersey. He brings in... Um, not just uh, the simulator and, and the CERT laser trainers. He'll bring additional instructors to serve as force-on-force, uh, force, op four bad guys, whatever you want to call them. Um, he also covers the legal aspects of it. He goes over the jury instructions, uh, literally the instructions given to the jury who are hearing the, the self-defense case in New Jersey lays all of that out for you so you have a really clear understanding. This is the one that, that I tell everybody to sign up for. Any, Yeah, definitely. This is what you want to sign up for. This is what you want to be a part of. Um, justifiable force training is awesome. I've taken this every time because it's worth it. It's worth doing mainly because you don't know what you don't know. Right. So taking a class like this really makes sense. Uh, if you've never taken a class, 
this is great. If you have taken classes before, scenarios are going to be different. People are going to be different. Reactions are going to be different. And that's what you want. You don't want to get locked into how your self-defense scenario is going to look. Because when it's happening, your mind will still be looking for that scenario that you made up. So that's right. why it's important to go to force on force classes like this to let your mind go, oh, snap, poop's about to hit the fan. I'm doing this before your conscious mind has even thought of it. Your subconscious mind has already have you moving off the X and getting ready to do what needs to be done and take care of business. That actually is going to be held on May 12th on Fort Days. Oh, no, okay. sorry. No, May 12th is Handgun Fundamentals. Handgun Fundamentals is our class. Um, that's going to be right. intro to handgun. That's going to be brushing up on your fundamental handgun usage. So you come to that class to either learn how to handle a handgun or just get better at manipulating your gun. We're going to uh, provide handguns for the people there because it's pretty much a step up from NRA first steps pistol. Right. Right. Listen, if, if you have a handgun, and you want to bring your own handgun and ammo, we'll set that up. We're always happy to train you on, on your equipment so you're most comfortable with what you're going to be using. If you don't have your own stuff, you can we, we supply everything you need. It's built into the cost of the course. So that's what's going on with us. That's all our training. or training we sponsor or training we stand behind. Uh, the very next thing is September 22nd in Violin, New Jersey. New Jersey Safe Conference or New Jersey... Uh, yeah, New Jersey Second Amendment Firearms Educational Conference is being held at um, Gloucester County College. It's going to be awesome. Uh, they held it there two years ago. So what they're trying to do with the, this conference is have it throughout New Jersey. They'll do it north, and then they'll do it south. This year, it's in South Jersey. The campus is really nice. It's really set up well. And it's going to be a lot of different Second Amendment groups there. It's going to be... Um, a lot of different speakers there, different aspects of the Second Amendment. Uh, usually the state police show up and answer any and all questions, which is awesome. It's a real positive environment. It's not a Second Amendment rally. It's an educational conference where you meet a lot of different people. They had Maj Torre from Black Guns Matter last time. Um, they had Cam Edwards from NRA Television. Uh, it's just something good. It's it's our people getting together, talking, discussing, and you'll learn about the law from uh, Dan Schmutter. You'll learn about the law from Evan Knappen. Uh, obviously, um, Scott Bach is going to be there from ANJRPC. And they're all knowledgeable about not only the law, but New Jersey law itself and also legislation and what's coming up next. So that's what's going on with the New Jersey Educational Conference. It's very important for you to learn who are in your Second Amendment groups, and to learn the movers and shakers in the Second Amendment uh, environment. Also, if you don't belong to a Second Amendment group, it's your chance to vet these people out. If you haven't been to one of my diversity shoots and you haven't gotten there and you can't meet those people there, this is another place you can meet them. And September 22nd gives you long enough to actually take that day off and make a day of it hanging out in beautiful Vineland, New Jersey, with all the cool stuff that's there. So. <laughs> So obviously, since nothing's happened in Vineland, get your butt over to Gloucester County College and come to the college and see us. There you go. All right. That's what's happening. That's I, what's happening. I, have one, I got one more for you, Tony. What's uh, every Tuesday, every Tuesday, I am at Marshall Strength Fitness Academy in Branchburg, New Jersey. Uh, again, Mike Wolf has completely infiltrated our organization. 
That's fine. <laughs> and he's got me assisting him. He's got me assisting him with what we're calling Marshall Guncraft, and it's a 360 degree approach to the uh, Guncraft lifestyle. Right? We're doing physical fitness. We're doing basic marksmanship skills. Uh, we're doing it, it's it's progressive and educational in a way that is continual. Right. So instead of taking one class like you do when you're doing live fire with me and Tony down at, at range 14, now you've got something that you can come to every week and continually build skills. We're running drills with the cert laser trainers. We're adding physical fitness to it. It's progressive the same way you would progress through a martial arts training program. You're going to progress through this and we're going to track all that for you and show you how you're, how you're growing as a shooter, how you're growing as a martial artist, how you're growing as a defensive minded person. So there's philosophy, there's uh, physical fitness, there's shooting skills. We're covering all of that. It's all completely blended into one program. So uh, again, it's that that complete 360 inclusive training system. That's every Tuesday. Right now, the block is is uh, we start at 5:30 in the evening. So it's probably going to shuffle around a little bit as as people get more interested in it. Uh, if you're coming from farther away. It is what it is right now. But uh, if you're local, if you're already a customer student uh, over at Marshall Strength Fitness Academy, I believe it's included in your membership. If you're interested in, in just doing that class, again, reach out to Mike Wolf over at justifiableforcetraining.com or Marshall Strength Fitness Academy. You can hit him up on Facebook, Instagram, all those things. Um, and, and we're there. We taught the first one last week. Uh, we had a couple of students that were there for one of the, the other fitness classes, came early, saw that, got really excited about it, wanted to jump into it right away. So I'm excited about it. It's an opportunity for me to get more physically fit, right? Because let's face it, uh, firearms instructors and gun people in general, we, we kind of have a type and it's, it's bigger than it ought to be. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're doing good crossover between martial arts and gun skills. So, uh, that's that's the program over there. And again, it's every week, every Tuesday, you can come in and get involved in that and, and get your trigger time and get your physical fitness on and uh, and progress through the program that way. Awesome. Yep, so that's what's going on. Now let's go ahead and get into our weekly shout-out. This week's shout-out is going to someone who is an NRA, NRA board member. It's Scott Bach. Mm-hmm. NRA board member Scott Bach. He's also the president of the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. He's also a lawyer, and uh, he also jumped dead in the Senate's butt uh, during Monday's (laughs) event, which is is hilarious because, I mean, look, Anthony did a great job. Anthony put it out there, threw it across the plate. Again, if you don't know who Anthony Calandro is or what he did, Go to my social media. Heck, go to his social media. He friends everybody and any dang body. Um, but here's the thing. Scott Bach does this all the time. He's down in Trenton all the time fighting for our rights, fighting for our Second Amendment rights, and talking to these people and trying to get us the best possible deal out of the screwing we're going to get. Um, you're not going to stop this tidal wave in Trenton by sitting on our butts. An election is going to change this and scaring the heck out of them is going to change this. But what Scott Bach did with this 10 round magazine limitation is got them to change the wording before it was, you could not 
fix these magazines yourself. So if you had 15 round magazines, you had to throw them away and buy 10 rounders. That was the old bill. Scott Bach at least has your ability, gave you the ability to block your own magazines now. Again, not great, not what you wanted to do, but now you don't have to buy all new mags. You can use what you have and get them blocked. Um, just they try to get us the best deal possible. And he wants you to write your congressmen and, and legislators too, and maybe even vote, obviously vote these people out. But if you can't, then you get the best deal you can. He does a bunch of work. He, um, he was the one that pretty much uh, led me on stage, I think, and talked to me at one of the rallies. Uh, we've met each other multiple times, and he's always there, always about getting down for the Second Amendment. And again, he's an NRA board member. So if you think the NRA doesn't do anything in New Jersey, um, Scott Bach has probably already been there and left by the time you showed up. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's all. He, he tends to not sit still very long because he's got his hands in so many things. Here, here's the other thing I'll tell you. Um, and this, this is a, a very loosely kept secret that most people don't know. And I'm going to share it here on the 2A4E podcast. Um, Scott Bach is very affectionate. He's a hugger. Oh, Lord. <laughs> if you just wrap your arms around him, snuggle him. No. Oh, my God. Don't. Scott's and, and a real warm, fuzzy guy. He's he, Listen, he's great. He's super friendly, um, but not, not real affectionate. Shake his hand. Don't try to hug him. You know what? Go ahead. Try to hug him. <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's a nice guy though. I mean, I hung out with him Monday um, and multiple times. My thing is this: get to know the people, get to know the people, and then you can determine whether you want to donate your money to their group or not. But they're going to be at these Second Amendment events. Scott Bach is almost at every one of them. Get to know them, meet them, and if you go, mm, yeah, not for me, cool, not for you. Meet the next one. That's why it's important to go to things like SafeCon. You get to meet them all. Absolutely. They're all in one spot. Find who you're getting money to. You don't not go ahead. You, you go to SafeCon and you'll meet all those people that you you talk with on the the chat groups and stuff on Facebook. That you know you you get rallied up and, and riled up and you share memes with each other and all that stuff. I guarantee there's 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 people that are on there that you talk to all the time that you never met. You'll meet him at SafeCon because everybody goes to this thing. It's huge. John Willett does a fantastic job with SafeCon. Um, and you get to rub elbows with people like uh, Charlie Cook, uh, Scott Bach, you know. Yeah, okay. Tony, uh, listen. My, Tony really is a Oh, I'm a hugger. <laughs> I don't care. I'll hug the hell out of you. Um, <laughs> okay, so that's it. Uh, just want to give a, Scott a shout out to Scott. Uh, and thanks for doing what you do. Uh, he's one of the good guys. All right. Now, this is this is where I go about, you know, getting on bended knee and go, hey, please help us. Well, look, please help us. This thing doesn't happen for free. If you want to help fund our mission. Shake that tin cup, Tony. <laughs> what was that, bro? Shake that tin cup. Yep, there it go. Hear ye, hear ye. That's not a tin cup. It's a water bottle, but you get the There you go. Got a quarter, mister? God bless everyone. Um... We have our GoFundMe if you want to help us out. So go to GoFundMe, type in 2A4E or second is for everyone, or even go to diversityshoot.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page. There's our link. You can go straight to GoFundMe from there. We also have a Patreon account. If you go to patreon.com, type it in. Boom. 
There you go, Bob's your uncle. Second is for everyone. You can donate and have a recurring, <laughs> a recurring donation that happens every month and it comes to us and every little bit helps. And I'm not asking you to break the bank. I'm asking you to, let's say, donate a box of ammo. And it's easier just to hit me up with the cash and I'll buy the box of ammo. Or if you want to actually purchase something specific, you can go to blackbagresources.com and use the coupon code 2A4E. And whatever you purchase, Sean will actually pull and bring to the diversity shoot. And we can auction it off, raffle it off, give it away, or use it for something else. Um, what we're doing is actually building the AR-15. Uh, I have a lot of the parts. We're only missing a few. We're going to try to get that together before the summer or for the summer. That would be a pretty cool summer thing, right, Sean? Yeah, that would be awesome. All right, hopefully we can get this together. So if anybody wants an upper, you know, you can buy an upper from Black Bag Resources and, uh, <laughs> excuse me, an upper receiver stripped or upper receiver put together, whatever, and, um, and give it to Sean. We already have a barrel. We need like a gas block. We need a gas mm -hmm. tube. We need the upper receiver itself and all the parts that go in the upper receiver. But we have a barrel from Facts and Firearms. They no donated one. We have a lower from Hollenbach out of Mississippi. Um, Freaking awesome looking lower. So we have those parts. We just need a few more. You want to give us a trigger kit? That would be awesome too. Just if, if not a regular GI trigger, one of the ones that are like nickel boron coated, just like 60 bucks or less. Because yeah, like one of the ALGACT triggers. That'd be good. Yeah. yeah whatever. whatever. Listen, Tony's not greedy. Whatever you want to throw into it, we'll be happy to put together and use and, and get it in everybody's hands. And this build is going to be uh, for whoever can legally own an AR-15 in their state. It's up to you to deal with the legalities. This is going through your FFL. And if you can't have it, you can't have it. Uh, right. am I gonna hey, listen. Yeah. Running kind of long, Tony. We better cut this section. All right, cool. We're uh, done. We're we just we just wanted you to uh, know what was up. Really appreciate all the work. Whoa, this is way longer than I thought. This is epi This is the last uh, part of episode twenty-four of the Second Is for Everyone podcast. Hope you guys enjoy it in the new format. And let us know. Hit us up with emails: Tony at diversityshoot.com and Sean at blackbagresources.com. And let us know what you think. All right. So thanks a lot, guys. What was that? If you're listening on Anchor, you can also leave us a message on Anchor. So download the Anchor app if you're, if you're doing it that way. Uh, if you're listening over the internet, download the Anchor app onto your phone. Listen to it through that, and you can leave us feedback that way, too. All right, so take us out, Sean. Thanks a lot for listening, everyone. Sean, you're on. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Love it.